Welcome to Healthy Happy Sexy, a podcast that will help you create a mindset of looking good and feeling great. I'm your host, Angela Rose, a Toronto lifestyle content creator with a passion for sharing tips to better yourself in all aspects of life. Hey guys, welcome back to Healthy Happy Sexy. I'm your host, Angela Rose, and this is the 15th episode. If you guys don't record podcasts or make videos for a living, you probably will think what I'm doing is super weird. I'm actually recording from the inside of my closet, and I'm so excited I now have a closet that is like big enough for me to sit in because I've always wanted to do this because the amount of clothes that you have in your closet really, really makes absolutely no white noise or background sound or anything so (laughs) my new spot for recording healthy happy sexy will be from the inside of my closet when people ask me oh Angela where do you work um inside my closet (laughs) like literally so weird and random but I'm so excited about it um and so I actually moved for me moving took a lot of toll on me and my work life and my creativity. I wasn't creating like anything for pretty much a month. It was so stressful trying to find a house, getting rejected from the ones we wanted, and also just finding a house that meets most of your needs. You're never going to find a house that is completely perfect. I have realize that you'll never live in a house that is 100% what you want unless you build it like literally from the ground up on the land that you want. So even with the last house I was living in, that house has pros compared to this one. Every house is going to have its pros and cons. And I think when you're moving, you have to realize which ones are more important than others. And if you can find a house that meets like 80 or 90% of your wants then i think that's pretty good in today's market again unless you're building them you have to learn where to settle and what you can settle on so during the beginning of the whole process i guess it was kind of like the peak of covid when we first put the house up on the market it was almost like a four-month process but i'm so happy we didn't actually move during like March, April, May, because that's when like HomeSense was closed, IKEA was closed. Like I could not imagine moving during that time and not being able to, you know, go out and pick up like bed sheets or, you know, just something that you need at the new house, you know, new dishes or whatnot. For example, moving into this house, there's no toilet paper rolls. So either you have to get the freestanding ones or like I had to order. Like I'm ordering ones we can put on the wall. Even during like peak COVID, I know Amazon was backed up. They were saying, oh, if this isn't a necessary item or a grocery item, you may not get your parcel for like two, three weeks. So I couldn't imagine moving then. I'm happy it happened kind of during this chilled out period of COVID. But with me taking a little break, like it's like I had blinders on and that's all I could focus on. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but when you're like going through something in life that's like really big and you know, you have to put a lot of attention on it. I really couldn't focus on anything else. So being creative and creating content and working was the last thing on my mind, even though it should always be at the forefront. But everyone goes through, you know, ups and downs in life and like hectic times and chilled out times. So for me to create good content, 
I need to be in like a little bit of a relaxed, stable environment with my routine set in place. So looking back now, now that everything is set up at my new place, I feel so much creative pretty much immediately. Like Monday, I was like, wow, I'm so excited to start working again and getting back to work and planning everything out and just being busy and creative, building my future. And looking back, like I cannot believe that I took off that much time. I couldn't focus on anything else but that. It's like I had ADD for a month. Looking back now, I'm really upset that I didn't create during all that time. It was like super, super hectic dealing with multiple people and just like moving in general can definitely be like (laughs) traumatizing on your daily life so I don't know if any of you guys have ever experienced that especially with moving my friends have told me at their like offices they'll give them one I think paid day off to move a year I think that's like what the law is in Canada you get like one day off to move if you are moving that year and I was thinking oh my god like one day is not enough to get moved and settled and looking at houses like it's definitely a huge process and that's where I am really thankful for coronavirus because I think it made a lot of people and businesses realize that especially for office workers you do not need to be in the office chained to a desk and not that like work isn't important but also work-life balance and if you have to go look at a house for an hour or if you have to be moving for over a week you know to be more lenient with taking time off for your personal life is a lot healthier for someone's mentality and work-life balance that they'll actually perform better once they get situated and they're back at work. I know how hectic it can be trying to move home. I have one friend who is in the middle of moving right now and is also still working. He only had like one day off and his computer broke and I can't even imagine how stressful all those factors are together while still being having to be attentive at work every single day and that's kind of what the tricky part is working for yourself is you don't have someone forcing you to work but the good thing is but even when you are kind of like forced to be present at work sometimes someone is not like fully mentally present and they're just thinking about all these other things that need to get done with something that is traumatic in their personal life not that moving is like super traumatic but imagine if a family member is sick or you are moving or you're going through a breakup like those are all really big personal life factors and if you are going through something like that it definitely takes a toll on your work life i love one thing about corona and how it's made a lot of people have the privilege to work from home and have such a better healthier work-life balance really maintain their personal life a lot more i feel like a lot of people have had the opportunity to cook at home more and make healthier choices so those are just some of the benefits that i have realized i'm so excited to be back and creating and just being in a positive straightforward mindset now that everything is settled and i'm just so happy to be back in a routine and positive mindset and one thing that i wanted to kind of talk about with you guys is being a slave to your emotions and that's what I really feel like I've been going through the past month is being a slave to emotions of stress 
anxiety, depression, just franticness, being on edge, things like that. One thing that I've realized now on the other side of those emotions is that you can't let the emotions get the best of you. You really have to take control of your emotions, realize that what you're going through is life and everyone goes through these things and it's all about how you handle yourself and how you react to the situations life throws at you because there's always 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 going to be situations and what I've realized now is like you cannot let them get the best of you you can't put out negative emotions of you know anger just feeling depressed you need to stick to your routine you need to say what is really important here obviously if you're going through something and need to get things done that can come to the forefront of like the to-do list do it with grace and think about you know how will i look back on this in a month once all the dust that all the dust is settled and will I be happy with the way I have conducted myself and how I've handled situations or what I have lost or gained over the last month and what I mean by lost or gained is if you're going through a lot of stress you know sometimes you'll jump off your routine and you'll lose sleep you won't work out as much you won't be as productive so will you look back at yourself in a month and be happy with the way you reacted to the situation that you were put in looking back now from a personal standpoint I definitely could have had a more stricter routine with myself even if that was waking up at the same time every day um, getting your workout in you always need to write a list for yourself of the super important things in your life and make sure that no matter what you're going through that you are following them and if you are going through hardship in your life whether that be death friendship loss breakup moving lost your job money problems anything of that sort you know think about your personal life and if you're still being true to yourself are you still working out are you still eating right are you still getting eight hours sleep a day are you still sleeping around eight hours at night are you being productive with your work life are you still getting up at the same time every day because no matter what stress you're going through it's all about how you handle yourself when you're down. You don't want to let your emotions get the best of you. And during down times in your life or hardship, that's when people really show their true colors and their nasty side of them. So I just want to remind you guys to always think about your future self and how you'll look back on yourself and you'll if you'll be happy with the way you've conducted yourself through hardship because you don't want to let your nasty true colors show during times of hardships always have that higher mentality always think about your future self and how you're handling yourself in the moment and if you'll be proud of yourself in the moment and don't fall off your routine and off track of your goals that you want so that's something i just really wanted to go over and kind of why i've taken a break from healthy happy sexy and how much it's made me realize that sticking to a routine is so important because you can set all these goals for yourself but you know if you fall off the wagon you're never going to reach those goals you can't be 
up and down with your goals and not consistent consistency is key another topic i want to talk about is how good change can be i know that the first night that i moved into my new place there was boxes everywhere the movers didn't leave till midnight i was like so upset and like low-key missing my old place and thinking like oh my god is this a mistake you always need to not overwork yourself especially in the midst of chaos it's usually always a good idea to change things up i'm so happy at my new place i feel so much creative literally instantly one of the things that i've recently gone through that where i think change is really good but the best thing about change is where you feel uncomfortable in the beginning is probably projecting you into something way better than your current situation similarly with breakups and new relationships you're always going to have that comfort with an ex for example be scared to get into something new you aren't comfortable around this new person you barely know them you don't know what they're thinking you don't really feel comfortable around them to be yourself to be silly to be goofy you don't know how to fully act around them you feel very kind of you know self-conscious and on edge when you look back on those moments with that new person in six months to a year if you're still with them and feel totally comfortable with them at that point then you'll look back on that time and you'll never really get that back so you know the beginning stages of a relationship even though they're so awkward are so special when you're in the future of like six months to a year with, with that person most of the time if you left another relationship for this one you'll realize how much better your new one is and why you left that first initial person in the first place such as from a relationship standpoint is that you have to go through uncomfortable phases to get to a way better place and feel more comfortable and feel happier so if life is projecting you into uncomfortable situations just know that the best is yet to come and i love this saying about how you stay in your comfort zone you'll never grow but if you're put into uncomfortable situations you know that's where you'll grow and evolve so just remember that you know if you ever feel you know awkward or uncomfortable that's a very temporary feeling that's even like for work work relationships moving just something that's out of the ordinary and out of your routine Team, but you know is for the best of you of course you're gonna have to go through that uncomfortable awkward stage but you know you'll get used to it and it'll become a new part of your routine and it'll make your life better so just remember when you're going through these hard times and you know that life is catapulting you into something greater and better but you're still in that awkward stage just remind yourself to never give up and that great things take time. I'll give you guys two examples for work and relationships. And for relationships, you know, you might not even feel truly happy and totally in love until like a year or year and a half goes by. You may not feel that instant spark right away, and but you know that there's something there and you want to build on it you know, good things really take time. Another example would be you're making a stew and you need to put it in the oven for like eight plus hours. Low and slow is going to give you the best results. Taking things slowly. A work example would be you're trying to build a business and no one ever sees how 
crazy behind the scenes business can be and starting your own company and like the messiness or you're not working under someone telling you what to do and it seems so structured from an employee standpoint. You're probably doing it all from scratch. You've never done something like this before. Maybe you have had other businesses in the past and the model is the same of what you're following, but maybe the product is different. So building a business from scratch can definitely be super messy behind the scenes and it's never what the employee or consumer sees at all being super fancy and shiny and like ready to go and like one click to buy on a website. What people don't realize is someone built that website. Someone shot the products that are going on the website. There's been multiple photo shoots, getting in contact with models and hair makeup and photography and like getting the website ready to go. Like for example, a jewelry line. You're not just like selling jewelry and it's cute and gold and like click to buy. There has been multiple photo shoots with creative people. There's also been multiple meetings with technical people to build your website. You've also had to have like very business savvy conversations with manufacturers and things like that. So there's so many factors behind just, for example, pretty gold jewelry you know good things take time to build and and it's not just like all shiny and very surface level there's so many things and factors behind a good thing if i'm confusing you a little bit (laughs) what i mean is like let's look at a perfect relationship in a couple for example you're watching a romantic movie they this couple has probably been together for at least two years you don't know what they've been through and how they've gone to that point like yes maybe they've been totally in love and over the moon ever since they first met or they've gone through hardship and it's actually brought them closer you truly never really know like why someone is the way they are or how they got to that place and just because they seem happy now doesn't mean they've been happy you don't know what's behind the surface level of anything business-wise people's relationships the house that they live in how much money they portray that they have you don't know how that person got to where they are today and I feel like a lot of people forget about history and how people build things and the perseverance that people have going through hard times. It's never shown. You mainly only see the end result and you only ever recognize, you know, when someone is doing a little bit of better than you. It's like, oh, how did they get there? How is their life so perfect and mine isn't? You're probably going through hardship right now to catapult you into where you're supposed to be in life just because someone like looks like they're perfect and having a good time and everything is like so amazing for them doesn't mean that they actually are so I don't know why like our brains are wired to think like that and that like everyone else is perfect and we're not but everyone goes through things and just because someone looks like they're perfect doesn't mean they're actually not in the midst of chaos in their personal life or their work life. Everyone can put on a happy face and have a good time even if they're going through something hard and they can easily mask how they're really feeling because a lot of the times humans do not want to share their negativity or bring other people down even get too personal with other people so just know if you're going through a hard time trying to weave your way out of it to get 
to a better place in life and where you're truly meant to be. It's all about how you react to situations. And as I said earlier, you want to be able to look back at yourself in a month or two months and make sure you can make your future self happy. And did you react how your future higher self would want you to react? And I've said this in past episodes, but it's so great to do a quarterly check-in with yourself or even a monthly check-in with yourself. Are you meeting your goals? Are you reacting how you want to react? Are you being the best version of yourself? How was your mental state over the last month? Like it's literally like work, you know, when you have like quarterly check-ins and things like that. Your body is a running machine and you need to check in with yourself as you would your work life, whether that be monthly, quarterly, you know, check in with a best friend, check in with a family member, someone you trust and talking and communicating are such important things that people need to do in life because once you start hiding feelings and not communicating that's where miscommunications can happen and that's where anger and arguments form is with miscommunication so always check in with yourself and check in with others so we've talked about becoming a slave to your emotions and if you're off track in life or something like that and not getting anything done it's like you'll have blinders on we've also talked about how change is super super good and you know feeling uncomfortable is actually a good thing so on a lighter note Well, it's not really later, but I want to talk about, I watched the Paris Hilton documentary and I don't know why it touched me so much, but I'm like so shocked and I have a newfound love for Paris Hilton because the documentary is not what I expected it to be. It kind of starts off as like what you would expect it to be, but definitely not the ending. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it, I'm going to give away the ending. So what happens to her is that when she was younger, like 15 to 18 or something like that, she was actually like taken from her bed and brought to a boarding school. Like literally what happens in movies that I've seen as a kid, like she gets literally taken from her bed by two grown-ass men who send her to the like this boarding school and her parents are just standing there like watching these two men take her and I find it so insane that her parents like did that to her and I guess because probably very conservative they're probably very Christian. Of course, she came from a very wealthy family. Her parents were really worried about tarnishing the family name, which like I get, but I don't get. Like I would never send my kid away because of that. So I guess when she was like 15, they moved to New York and she started going out to like raves and partying. And I think her name was in the headlines and was starting to become like a party girl in the newspapers and of course this was like a very long time ago it may not seem like that long ago but like this was probably very early 2000s even like late 90s and there was a very different perception of people back then people weren't as free people weren't as accepting back then her parents like signed her up to go to this boarding school i guess they like don't really know what it's really like at these places they would give these kids like medication every day which i don't understand like why do you even need to give these kids medication but probably pills like 
Xanax and sleeping pills just to make you feel completely out of it and numb to the situation you're in. Probably because they didn't want these kids like fighting back, you know, and realizing where they are and how bad it is. They didn't want them fighting back. So they would numb out these kids. And then Paris and some other girl ran away from the camp one night. And what she said is they actually ended up catching her and brought her back and like beat her up in front of all the other kids at this camp. There was manual labor all day long. I just can't believe a parent would pay for this to happen to their child. And I guess they just wanted her to be taken away for a few years to, you know, get her away from the party life and the newspaper and the headlines. Like, that's just so crazy to me. And another really good point is that There was obviously no social media back then. So the only form gaining popularity or having your name put out there is through being like written in magazines or newspapers. I guess her parents were very conservative and were like so worried about ruining the Hilton name that they just sent her away. But little did they know that like these people at these camps were abusing them mentally physically and she said some even sexually and I can only imagine being an adult working at these like kid camps like these adults must literally get off on abusing young children so there's clearly just such a twisted way about these camps and how they're run and these camps are still open today you know if you have the money to send your kid away to the these boarding schools these places still exist definitely in america i don't even know where in canada my friend said i'm sure we do have something like that probably more north which makes sense um more rural areas like I just cannot believe they would make these kids just sit and stare at a wall sitting in a chair for hours on end why it's like you're making these kids go insane so she was talking about how she felt robbed of her like childhood and I can only imagine that feeling and from a personal standpoint watching this documentary I think that's why she's she doesn't act childish but you can tell like from the clothes that she wears Paris character just being this young fun party girl still um like that is the persona she puts on and makes a living off of it so she has to kind of keep that up but I truly believe that she still feels like a child inside because she was robbed of her childhood if that makes sense you know she feels robbed of her childhood so she kind of wants to have her childhood like brought back to life like she was robbed of it and she wants to kind of like stay a child and she claims that the reason she's so successful to this day is because when she was there at these camps and she had nothing but time to think while she was like staring at the wall or in isolation and solidarity was that she just always promised herself that she would make enough money herself so no one would have to control her and I definitely feel like she has trauma and PTSD of feelings of control and if anyone has ever tried to control her in her life like a boyfriend or whatnot, she let them go immediately because she just cannot handle that feeling of control because it feels like she's back in that camp being told what to do. But I also feel like she's always picked 
sort of controlling boyfriends because that's all she knows in her life. It's like kids who grow up abused. You kind of think that's normal. So in your future, you go for these like abusive boyfriends and it never works out. But yeah, there's definitely after watching that documentary, it's kind of like sad to see because there's definitely some mental and trauma issues that have happened to her from going to this camp and you're so influenced especially from the ages of like 15 to 18 when you're a young teen you know one little thing can happen to you and you're scarred for the rest of your life so um I honestly cannot even believe she's still like kind of close with her parents I would be so angry like for the rest of my life honestly just seeing in the documentary how her mom reacts when she tells her it's very awkward to me it's like she doesn't even care or she was acting like super calculated it was very strange to me I don't know it was such a super interesting documentary and I'm so happy she's now using her voice for something else like this is probably 15 20 years past when it happened she's just coming out about this story now and bringing so much awareness to the topic and making a movement to try and get these camps shut down which I think is so amazing I've heard like multiple times that 2020 is the year of you know the truth kind of unveiling itself and this is just yet another story of the truth coming out about what some boarding schools are really like and that the trauma they have caused some of the teens in their adulthood life now is just like unbearable and no other kids should have to go through that and be scarred for the rest of their entire life no kid should even be treated like that i know there's a ton of like super rich families who just don't even want to deal with their kids. Um, they don't want to deal with teen drama or having their kids' names in the newspaper and tarnishing the family name that they rather just ship them away and they don't even look into or care what these schools are really like. They'll just let strangers come into their home, take their kid in the middle of the night. Like I couldn't even imagine doing that to a pet, let alone my own child. Like, can you imagine you just let these two strangers come into your house, rip like your cat or your puppy out of your house because they're like not well behaved and just letting them letting them go with these strangers. You don't you don't even know where. So crazy to me. I'm thinking now maybe the camp told them it's one way and like oh they'll come back such a well-behaved person and like making the camp seem so amazing but really in reality it's not it's like an abusive place so the camp could have been telling the parents one thing but it's really different but yeah it's just crazy to me I would never even let strangers come in and do that to a pet of mine let alone a child so that's just very weird to think about what kind of parents Paris Hilton's parents are and then another thing is she was saying when she was 18 and then got to be sent home because I don't think you could be in there past 18 she never even talked about her experience with her parents or let alone really anyone and that's where a lack of communication really really harms someone is that you're not 
telling your parents what they really just put you through or you're not telling a professional what really happened to you, then the lack of communication and silence lets things go on like this forever. And again, going back to the truth unveiling in 2020, so many things have come out about the way that things really are and people are not as scared to speak up and come together and share their communal stories. With the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been so many stories of police brutality coming out this year. Like, it's not just one person. People are not scared to come together now and all share their stories because multiple voices are obviously a lot louder than one. In the past few years or so, women are no longer scared to band together and share their stories about sexual abuse, especially in the workplace. It's a lot of truth unveiling in 2020 and I'm here for it like I really am it's not like the world needs to change and people need to realize we don't realize you know how much evil there is in the world then we're never going to get to the good so those are all the three topics that I wanted to talk so those are all the topics that I'm pretty much going to go over today talked about being a slave to our emotions and getting off track with things and how to always remember to stick to our routine, will my future self be proud of myself in the present, change is good, feeling uncomfortable is good, it's catapulting you into your future self and your higher self, and then also talking about the Paris Hilton documentary, like, I don't know why I feel so attached to it, but I thought it was such a great message and just yet another truth unveiling itself in 2020 and knowledge is power and the more things that we know and the ability we have to share and talk about it with others, the more power we have to stop things like this. Awareness is so important. Just knowing about it is so important and using our voice and sharing the message of what's going on and just making it known that those things are not okay will stop generations and generations in the future be not okay with it either and for it to eventually stop you know and shut down all that negativity yeah that's all I wanted to talk about with you guys today on episode 15 I am so excited to be back I love healthy happy sexy and talking with you guys about I don't know just random things that I write down throughout the week. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know and reach out to me if you love Healthy Happy Sexy. I love hearing from you guys and your feedback on the podcast. If there's ever any topics you want me to cover as well, I'm always available on Instagram. My Instagram is at Angela Rose with a bunch of underscores after. You can also like write me on the review page under Apple Podcast on Healthy Happy Sexy. And you can also reach me at my YouTube, which is Angela Rose, where you can see me doing more visual creative videos with lifestyle and beauty, fashion. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next Friday. Bye.